Keenan, what a week one. Uh, specifically, what a conclusion <laughs> to week one. Uh, how you feeling? How you doing? How's the week? I'm, What's up? It lost for words, honestly. We were, we were recording right before the game started. So the people who saw Tuesday's pod that came out, it was recorded on Monday, as they would hear right before the game. And I'm like, yeah, no, I think the Jets are going to win, and the Jets end up winning. And I was like, yeah, I I have a lot of faith in this uh, Jets team. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to hit the ground running. And he just, unfortunately, just hit the ground. He, he hit the ground. <laughs> it was four, four plays in, four plays in, and the Achilles said bye. Um, eerily similar to Kevin Durant because, like, earlier in camp, he was said to have had, like, a calf injury, like a calf hmm. problem, and then – a couple weeks later, the Achilles, the same thing as Kevin Durant having it. But so we're eerily similar to Kevin Durant. So maybe that's like a something to watch out for now when people say like they have like calf injuries. So maybe like Joe Burrow, I don't know if Joe Burrow's off of his now, but just something to consider. But yeah, no, this was this game was an array was a range of emotions. And I'm kind of glad that uh, Aaron Rodgers is not playing quarterback from a Patriots standpoint because that Jets defense is scary and their run game is for real. And Garrett Wilson is real. <sighs> yeah. But go on. Man, I mean, <sighs> I'll address that last part first. I mean, me personally, I was itch. I, like, I couldn't wait. Like, I was looking forward to week three like it was a postseason game. Mm-hmm. I always look forward to Jets week. I love nothing more than beating the Jets. Uh, I love nothing more than looking down on the jets uh but okay, that, that this for is, sure but they're they're a formidable let opponent. me say this this was i've seen the jets in my lifetime you know go climb the mark sanchez ladder ladder all the way up to the afc championship game back-to-back afc championship games and then just watch that whole thing plummet and then the whole rex ryan yep. thing plummet because you know Burrow, as we mentioned last week, and it's well known and established now, you know, the Browns are its kryptonite. And for a short time in yep. Brady's career, the Jets were that under Rex Ryan. And then Brady saw. Overall, I would say it's the uh, Dolphins. Maybe. He's always had problems in my, especially playing in Miami. Maybe, but, but there was no, there was never on. like a team that just dominated him the way, you know, the Browns do. Burrow, apparently, or you know what I mean? And for a short time, it was the yeah. Rex Ryan-led defense that really did give him problems, that zone blitzing, da-da-da-da-da. And Brady eventually figured it out, and ever since then, they went downhill. Uh, we witnessed this whole yep. thing with Zach Wilson. They get the number two pick. He's supposed to be the savior. He's anything but. And even me, Keenan, who hates the Jets like no other, do I feel terrible for them with what happened for Aaron Rodgers. But not only that. Not only that, the worst part about all this, and we'll get into this more, is the fact that they're like, you know what? We're going to roll it. This Super Bowl-level team that we have, we're going to hand it off to Zach Wilson. We're not even going to look for a replacement. That's a joke to me. Like I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, feel bad for Jets fans for that because they even they don't deserve that. <laughs> even they don't deserve that. That's arguably the most bleak, most grim, Thing that's ever happened to a franchise aside from you know franchises being moved but to have whether or not he was past his prime whether or not he was washed whatever whatever version of uh aaron Rodgers that we were supposed to get whatever we didn't even get to see it because on his second drop back 
he's gone for the season and possibly for his career. I don't expect that to be the case. Mm. Um, I don't either, but it's, a, it's, it's on the board. But I don't. It's a possibility. It and the fact that Salah goes, no, we have trust in Zach Wilson, who, by the way, Keenan, I didn't even know was still on the roster until he was trotted out. Like, I think it's asinine to use a Stephen A. Smith favorite word uh, that he's even on the roster. Like, I can't I just can't imagine being a Jets fan and having to go back to exactly what your season was by the fourth play from scrimmage for them. The fifth play from scrimmage. I mean, apparently, holy shit. Apparently he's been better in the yeah. camp and he's we taking say, more yeah, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can Rogers say whatever work. they want. We saw, <laughs> we saw it on a uh, Tuesday and the only reason they I, won. I'm just saying that's Monday, what they told that's me. That's great. That, that's great. Me. I'm telling me what, I'm telling <laughs> what we all saw on Monday night, which was the only, the only touchdown he completed was a miraculous effort where Garrett Wilson tapped it away from the defender back to himself and corralled it with one hand. That's the only score you got from Zach Wilson, and it was 80% Garrett Wilson. So, no, you, go ahead. Trot Zach Wilson out there week two versus the fucking Cowboys, and then week three, guess what? You're coming to New England, and you got to deal with that defense. Uh, go ahead. Interceptions galore for the, both teams, I can tell you that. Here's, here's the thing. The Jets now have, since they said Zach Wilson's the guy, they're, they have one way to win. Hold teams to 15. It's hold them to 15. You can run. You can get two touchdowns out of a Zach Wilson-led offense per game in a field goal. You can get two. That's it, though. Maybe it's the correct. I mean, they're not going undefeated if they get 15. So, yeah. But that's the bar. And that means that this defense has to be all-time great. That's what that means. It's like, we got two touchdowns. Okay, we were pretty – we're in every – it's like – Oh yeah, this Zach Wilson project's going to be very interesting to see. I can tell you how it's going to end. I'm, I can tell you if I mean we all if know he how plays it's gonna sixteen end. more games. They're not making the playoffs. Where as if if they get a Jacoby Brissett or whoever, any one of these veteran quarterbacks, Jameis, Jameis any one of them, they can at least be a playoff, maybe even a divisional weekend round. Maybe, maybe, maybe an AFC Championship team if everything fell the right way. Certainly not a Super Bowl team, um, but. With Zach Wilson, they're not making the playoffs. I'd be. This is a tough schedule anyway with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm underselling it here. I'm saying how terrible Zach Wilson is. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life, bar none. I mean, that interception he threw on Monday night was pathetic. He was just like, here, like have it. There was no place to put it, and he just gave it to the Bills linebacker. Like he is a true blue, old school, terrible quarterback, and. Again, he's not Nathan Peterman, but man, he's not he's, good. I would take Nathan Peter Peterman before Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson cannot play this position. <laughs> no, Zach Wilson, no. Kyle, it, he threw five picks in the first half. Nathan Peterman. You're telling me Zach Wilson doesn't have that ceiling? You're telling me Zach Wilson doesn't have five? They wouldn't even let him throw the ball. They would. The Jets, if the Jets had it their way, Keenan, they would run only screen passes. He is a liability to throw at eight yards down the field. Any Jets fans would tell you I, that. Listen. Mm-mm. No, I, you're. I'm not saying he's good. I've never said you he's set the good. bar at Nathan. What I'm Peterman, telling you is who has a bat. Who has? Yeah, who Nathan, kept the I'm just saying that Nathan who, Peterman's who better. The, no, he's not. That's it. Not. I mean, he's not better. He's, he's not, not better. Zach Wilson's better than Nathan Peterman. That's, that's all I'm saying. Hi, that's highly but, debatable. That's highly debatable. I, highly. See, debatable. I don't think it's debatable. Okay. I, Ask, think I, I don't okay. think Zach Wilson's that okay. bad. No, no. Nathan Peterman's the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. Nathan lifetime. Peterman. 
in my entire life. Nathan Listen, Nathan Peterman's a backup, and there's backups worse than Nathan Peterman. Zach Wilson's a number two overall pick who flat out can't play the position. Who's worse than Nathan Peterman? He has a career four touchdowns and 13 picks. Who's worse than Nathan Peterman? And as a career backup. He's so bad. And as a career backup. And continue to get employed after that. <sighs> Zach Wilson will be out of the league in three if you years. Want, if you Zach- want to say... I will I will give you if you want to say Zach Wilson's more disappointing, obviously, because like you don't have any expectations out of Nathan Peterman, but in Zach Wilson's you're he's the franchise. And within a year, you know the franchise didn't work. But anyways, I've spent too much time arguing about Nathan Peterman to Zach. The fact Wilson. that your comparison is Nathan I want to Peterman, talk about the other there, side. There's not many <laughs> There's not many more worse than Zach Wilson. That's all I got to say. And if Nathan Peterman's the bar, no. he's he's close to that bar. I think he's above that bar. I think he clears that bar. That's just me. I'm going to trust him as a backup. Clearly. Speaking of a Nathan Peterman uh, ceiling of five picks, this guy, Josh Allen, loves to give the ball away. He does. I'm not saying Josh Allen's clearly not Nathan Peterman. I would never say that in my entire lifetime, but. Boy, does he love to turn the ball more turnovers than anybody over the last two, three, four, whatever, how many years you want to go back. Josh Allen leads the league in total turnovers, and that's something he's always done. It's always been in his nature. He does stupid things on the field where he gives up his body too much. <laughs> but then again, then you you couple that then with a lot of arm talent and like one of the throws that you'll never really hear about again, but it was like one of the greatest throws I've ever seen from a quarterback was in that terrible game. He, that uh, throw down the sideline to Diggs that Diggs didn't catch. That was like a 55 yard bomb. Like I was against the new England, a 55 yard bomb in terrible weather on a, on a rope. Talking and about I was the like, win game. In the wind game. Sorry. Yeah. The wind game. I was like, how did he throw that ball cut through the wind right there to him? And then I see these bonehead picks Third and eight, he's going to try to Michael Jordan from the free throw line from seven yards away from the first down marker. There's just so many things with Josh Allen that makes you scratch your head. But then at the same time, he does have the capabilities of going perfect in a game. So that's he's so up and down. Yeah, I did. I, I did, I did like his uh, his hurdle when there was no reason to hurdle. And it wasn't even a hurdle. It was a dive. Just, it was great. That was chaos. That's you wonder why his elbow hurts last year. That's what because just stupid things like that at times. It just doesn't work well, out. I think the elbow was like a throwing injury, but I mean that brought me back to the chaos of like his first playoff game. I think against the Texans when it was oh just my chaos. Um, look, I mean Josh Allen, he's an elite quarterback, uh, but there's a case. Oh yeah, there's for a sure. case to be made. You know, I mean Jay Z's got this line. Okay, you made Hove. Okay, go make another Hove. Kind of what it's looking like mm-hmm. with Dayball, where, you know, he got out of there. He kind of made Josh Allen. Does Josh Allen need yeah. Dayball? Does he need – is that what he needed to, like, reach his greatness? Or is he great regardless, you know, which it would be the case with an elite quarterback. Yeah. It doesn't matter who your OC is. You're still going to rise to the occasion. Um, remains to be seen because, like you said, his decision-making is poor. Uh, I was kind of down on him. I still picked him to win the division, but – as a 10 win team, there's a lot of people who are out there saying like, you know, if you got Josh Allen, it's an automatic 11 wins, which I feel that way about Mahomes. Sure. I feel that way about Burrow, especially in a, in a lighter division, this division, maybe not so much, but uh, 
I don't feel that way about Josh Allen. I never have. I never have. I do think he's elite, but I do think there's levels to it. I think he's just a tier below. And as far as decision-making, that can put him, like you said, Keenan, anywhere from Mahomes, Burrow range to, you know, below a Justin Herbert, you know, below that class that's, you know, right below those guys. Uh, so that's why he's a tier below Burrow to me. That's why I had Mahomes, Burrow, and then it was Allen and no, it was Allen, Lamar, and Hertz I had on that level. Then it was Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, and Lawrence. That that was my top eight. Because and I don't, I can't remember which draft. I'm in, you know, I was in three leagues, but there was one draft in particular. I think he was the first quarterback taken. I was like, thanks. No, you know what I mean? Because uh, no, I certainly wouldn't take him that high. I mean. And I get he's got the rushing prowess. His ceiling's amazing. His ceiling's amazing, but... but I have more questions about him than other elite quarterbacks, for sure, in this league. Uh, yeah. And like you said, Keenan. And that's even with Joe Burrow coming off 82 yards. I felt okay about the Pats, right? Coming off 82 yards, exactly. I felt okay about the Pats. Originally, I knew it was going to be a, a knockdown, drag-out division between the four of these yep. teams. But now you're giving us two Jets wins. Uh, unless... Like, I would love to see the Jets go out and get Jacoby Brissett and just see what that looks like. That's at least for sure a playoff team. Someone that's battling to be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know. It's going to be – we see yeah. already – we see already, Keenan, the Jets are going to be formidable unless it's Zach Wilson again. We see already the Dolphins are going to be nothing to play with. And uh, we see already the Pats yeah. probably going to be nothing to play with. Honestly, out of the three, excluding – got to kind of put an asterisk, obviously, on the Jets, but you could say the Bills look the worst out of the four uh and if that's going to be the case the bills did look the worst out of the yeah i mean (laughs) look totally yeah they did but i mean i just can't get over zach wilson i mean he's just he's terrible no no, you're right but But even even with zach wilson playing the entire game they still lost up and that loss (laughs) and you can say that solely is on josh allen you know that's solely on those three turnovers fumbled the ball that last one he just chucked you know what i mean so i mean he he could have essentially they could have ran the ball every play for the rest of the second and half fine. and they absolutely. probably would have won the game. Right. They could have just done ran some it. read option with Josh Allen if that's what they wanted to do. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Third and three, maybe throw a slant. Like they didn't have to even throw. It was just they they threw themselves by they, Josh Allen threw them and fumbled them out of the game. Absolutely right. Absolutely. You don't correct. you can't really put too many losses on just like one singular player, but that one that's a Josh Allen loss. That one really, because there were decisions where it wasn't like a, oh, he kind of was open, but the defender made a great play. It was just like terrible reads, just allowing them to get in position. And still, it took a punt return touchdown in, oh, it, yeah. Which, by the way, they got, they got away with a tripping <sighs> penalty on that. They got away with the tripping. Even if they did get, I mean, and also that matters too, because the tripping would have probably put them back at like the 45 and could Zach Wilson get you 15 yards? Don't Debatable. know. They could have, if it was at the, <laughs> if it would have been at the 25 and there it was in field goal range then it would have been game over, but like getting, getting him 15 yards. But I wasn't even mad at it, even though I should be, I wasn't mad at it because the bills didn't deserve to be in that game. If you're going overtime with the Zach Wilson led jets, you just deserve to lose regardless. So, it's the you should have called it, but again, I'm not even upset about it. Once again, my apologies to the Jets fans. My, my, uh, yep. I send my my grace. I almost said my love. I don't know, my love to the Jets fans. I send my grace <laughs> and positive vibes to Jets fans because they certainly need it. Because even they don't deserve that. 
I would have loved to have seen a. I'm actually. A, a, I'm sad about it. Too. Yeah, I mean, we all wanted to see it, you know, because there was. See, we wanted to see what that was going to be like. There was real like. questions about what it was going to look like. And look, Keenan, even if Rodgers comes back next year, let's say he does the whole reset, rehab process, is committed to coming back to play, and is the week one starter next yeah. week, next year for the Jets. Uh, it's still an Achilles injury at 40 something years old. Uh, that's still. He's not going to mm-hmm. be Aaron Rodgers year one. You know what I mean? So any way you slice yeah. this, any single way you slice this, Keenan, this sets the Jets back at least two years. And that's a Super Bowl-ready team, and it sets them back two years. And here's the thing now. What do you, as a Jets fan and as the Jets organization, what do you do? Because you have, obviously, there's... Aaron now, who will be 41, coming off an Achilles, he still will be able to throw the ball, but will he be? He won't be able to be as mobile. He was already losing his mobility as is. Like, do you try to move on from him? But then that's a lot of dead money. And then how are you going to get a quarterback? Like, it's just going to be interesting to see what they do. Like, maybe they need, maybe they need to hope for the Cardinals to get the one pick and then try to get Kyler or something like that. I don't really know. You what pray. It's going to be interesting to see their off season. It really you pray at least Rogers. And I was thinking off seasons week yeah. two. You pray but, at yeah. least Rogers comes back and whatever yeah. happens after that. But you can, I, I cannot wait to face Zach Wilson in week three. And even I'm like, even I'm like, I hope for Jets fans' sakes, they like go out and get Jacoby Brissett or Jameis or anybody, because otherwise you're. I don't even other, feel like Philip Rivers coming back and doing something fun would be even cool. Like yeah, otherwise like you're punting on the season. Uh, in theory, even if they think they can win with Zach Wilson, you're punting on the season, which you know yeah. whatever. And you're too good. Just like I've kind of said about the Pats, like. You know, you say that they should tank, sure, in theory, but there's just too much talent on their on both no, rosters. Like, even with Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. you're gonna luck your way into some of these games, like they did Monday night. You know, you're gonna you're gonna force the hand on some of these, or like the Patriots QBs. did on s- Sunday. They didn't lock it in, but they managed. The Patriots are just talented enough to where 16-0 wasn't too much to push them out. The they can door. get back in the game. No, so like that. Yeah, that's why I'm sad. That's what I'm. I knew going in, like, I want the Patriots to have the worst record because I don't think they could win the Super Bowl. But, again, you never know. So, like, that's why you play the games. That's why you strive to win because something like this happens. And you're like, okay, the Dolphins are really good, but the Bills didn't look great and the Jets just lost. So, that's easily – that can be number two in the division, get in the playoffs, and anything can happen. So, like, that's obviously why you play. But I I would just like to have Caleb Williams because I think he's going to be better than Mac Jones. I don't think that's a hot take by any means. Um, But, I mean, if Mac plays like he did week one consistently, fine with it. (laughs) If he does that, then we could do something with that. I just don't know how consistent that will be, but this year will tell. Yeah, you got to – you got to be able to yeah. leapfrog teams. You got to figure just like you got to leapfrog teams to get into the playoffs. You got to leapfrog teams like the Cardinals yeah. and the Texans, the Panthers, and be worse than them if you're a team like the Jets or the Pats, who in yep. theory might be middle of the road. You know yep. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not quite as simple as, you know, the NBA to tank. Um, but yeah, no, it's not. Not at all. Look, the NFL season is wildly unpredictable week to week and no more already didn't no more so than with this Rogers injury. Um, I will say, I mean, look, that was my biggest concern about them was the offensive line. 
and the only two dropbacks Rodgers had, he was pressured. Did not expect him to end his fucking yeah. season on the second one, but, you know. You know. <laughs> and that's not going to be any better with Zach Wilson. So, I mean, I see them as a 6-7 to seven win team, but if they go and get Brissett, they go and get a Jameis, they go and get, God, who the hell else? There's a ton of backup quarterbacks out there they could get. Uh, shit, I mean, Jimmy was sitting there for him. They- Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Uh, God, there's a lot. There's a lot. I don't know. But Brissett seems to be the one because he did well for the Browns last year. He can sometimes throw the ball downfield. Yeah. He can he can he can manage the clock. He's a games manager, game manager. But you know, and he's got some rushing ability. He's good on the QB sneaks. I don't know. He fits that Jets team to me. But yeah, who knows? I just, I feel bad for Jets fans all over who have to deal with another season of Zach Wilson. <sighs> I agree. Uh, let's. Do you want to hop right into these picks, or did you want to go something? Did you have another route you wanted to go first? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to see, and we're kind of gonna transition to the picks after that. Want to see what you think of tonight's game, Eagles Vikings? Uh, how do you feel about this Thursday night matchup early on? On a normal Sunday game, I would say Eagles all day, but these Thursday night games are wildly unpredictable. It is Eagles at home, I believe. Uh, how do you feel? This is the Eagles are much better than the Vikings. I think this could be a trap game. Reason being is the last time that the Eagles played the Vikings, which was last year, I think week two, and it was Monday night, if I remember correctly, Justin Jefferson was shut down by Darius Slay. I think Justin Jefferson has keeps receipts and is going to go out there and play. Mac Jones just threw for like 325, 330 on this Eagles defense. If you can give protection, then I think this uh, Eagles secondary, you can throw on. It's not like the Legion of Boom. They You can throw on these, on the Eagles. So I think Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson could make things difficult for the Eagles. I do... We'll get to who I think is going to win a little later. I don't want to allude to it, but I do think it's going to be very interesting, and I think it could be a trap game for the Eagles. But overall, like the Eagles are just a well. Tell me, they tell me who you think is going to win, because then we'll segue into the other games. Okay, you want? I wasn't sure if we we're going into picks now. I was going to wait on it, but I have the I have the Eagles winning. I do have them pulling it out about twenty six to twenty three. But I don't. But I mean, it's a game where they definitely could lose. Like I do, I don't think it's like a guaranteed win for the Eagles. Maybe I look stupid in a few hours and they mop them. But I don't think it's a guaranteed win. But I do have Eagles twenty six twenty three. I'm in the same ballpark as you. I have the Eagles twenty four twenty two with trepidation. Again, these Thursday night games are wildly unpredictable. Uh, it is the Eagles at home. But as I said on our preseason or on our NFL season preview, I do think the Eagles are the class of the NFL. I think they're the most complete team. Granted, they didn't look great against the Pats. Um, Eagles Mm -hmm. fans do not feel great about them coming off the win versus the Pats. However, the Vikings are not really a challenge defensively as far as the Vikings defense. Yeah. So I think they should at least be able to run the ball, control the game, and get out of there with an ugly win. Uh, The Vikings will make Mm -hmm. it tough on them. You will be able to throw on him. Like you said, Mac in the past were able to do that. Kirk Cousins and his crew of receivers should be able to do that. Um, 
But overall, I do see the Eagles taking control of the game, 24-22. But would not be surprised at all to see the Vikings come out of here with a win. Uh, in primetime, Kirk Cousins, as we know, is not great. But I believe in Thursday yeah. night primetime games, for whatever reason, he's 3-1. and one. So Thursday night seems to be the night for Kirk. If there was ever a time to catch the Eagles, it's in a week two early season coming off an ugly win type of game. Now, if this was Minnesota at home, I might outright pick them. But the fact that Philly's got a home game, that crowd's going to be pretty raucous, especially it being their home opener. Uh, I think they have enough to get it done versus Cousins, Jefferson, yeah. and the Vikings. I would agree. I would agree with that. Obviously, I have it in the same ballpark. So, did you want to go through read in teams, and then we go from there? How did you want to go through these picks? Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump right into picks. Okay. Um, do you want me to read? Do you want me to read the matchup and then lines and things, or did you want to do that? Uh either or. I don't care. Up to you. I know last year you did it, but I can do it this is I can do Oh, I did it every time last year. Yeah, because you had the lines and you brought it up every time. I have all so my scores. I, I don't really care either. I have way. all my scores. I don't have the lines in front of me, but I can bring that up. Um I got it. I said I had the line I put the lines down already on the graphic that I had made from like a couple of days ago, but they might have shifted, so yeah, I probably did. Uh, Get bad up or I'll down. Do the, I'll do the live lines. Okay. Doesn't say Eagles are six and a half. So we can. I mean, I'm gonna cut this out just sure. so because obviously it's just us figuring it out. in a little different order than what I have written down, but that's obviously not a problem. <clears throat> it's weird because some of them are like directly in okay. order. But, uh... Alright. Give me a countdown. I'll throw this back in. <clears throat> you just count down from four in your head and I'm ready whenever. Now, Keenan, what I didn't mention, Philly is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, looks like we have neither neither one of us have them So covering. we both would take so, Minnesota uh, to cover. But besides that, We'd, speaking yeah. of bets, I won the overall total for games last year. How do we want to do this? Do we, do we want to make a bet? Do mm-hmm. you want to make a cash bet? Do you want to make a situational bet? What kind of bet are you thinking? I don't mind making a cash bet. I don't mind making a... 
whatever bet you want to do. As long as you don't say some extra wild shit. But what what's floating around in your mind? What do you write? No, I'm mad at this. Um, I would I would go I would go a cash bet. I would go cash. Okay. Um, I'm sure. So what do you, what do you? Th- I'm I sure, don't know. Are you on light? I mean, you- I'm sure. Look, I'm sure there will be other games that we dispute throughout the year that we can just like throw out a bet. Because uh, I mean, I'm certainly we'll be seeing you later mm-hmm. on this year at some point. So we can definitely throw out different bets throughout the year, but we can make proposition hundred dollar cash bet for total wins this year. How's that sound to you? Yeah, I like right. it. All right, we'll uh, give a little. Give it a sounds little good. Shake um, on that. We'll do that hundred dollar cash bet. Shake uh, my hand. And then yeah, we can. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure we'll get to other bets. We got NBA coming up. We got again. Isolated matchups that I'm sure will differ on throughout the year. Uh, yeah, good bet. Good bet. I was to say we have we could have another uh, tobacco bet if you want. We could have, we could have more <laughs> bets than that. I mean that was that was late back in the day. We could have. Oh no, I was, I'm just kidding. That was just a, that was just that was just funny. I was dead sound. I would. That was just I would take that, that was bet funny every time. single day. What were the Warriors like? Twenty three and five or something like that at the time, or and listen, three whatever they were. And they end up going seventy three. Hey, in nine times out of ten, you probably win that bet. I would say so. <laughs> nine times out of ten, you probably win that bet. But that's the one time that I did, so I'm okay with it. That's all right. That's all right. Oh man. You want to move on to these other okay, games? Okay. So, <laughs> where do you want? What game you want to go uh, next? Next we got. Yeah. What game? Next you we go got next? Green Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta is actually a one and a half point favorite, Ooh. which I believe last time I looked, Green Bay was favored by one and a half. Uh, I'm rolling with Green Bay in this game. Yes, they were. They were because early in. I'm okay. rolling Green Bay. Uh, matter of fact, Keenan, we didn't get to do picks last week, at least not on video. Our picks went out, but I'm making this a cash. Yeah. I'm making this a Castro's cash picks. 24-21. Take the Packers. To me, it's a similar matchup as the as the Bears last week, where it's a heavy running team versus a good run defense versus a team that's actually going to be able to throw and move the ball. I don't trust Ritter at all, as you heard me and Keenan talking about on last podcast. So I think this is almost a carbon copy. At least Atlanta has more talent, but they clearly do not want Ritter to throw the ball. Green Bay has more dimensions to them. I've got them winning 24-21. to 21. Go, Pack, go. I'm the exact opposite in the sense of, I'm the exact opposite in the sense of last year to this year. I, last year I was not on the Falcons. I am on the Falcons. I do. I like everything about their roster other than the quarterback position. Defense has people. The most important uh, they're going to slow the game down, slow the pace of the game. Yeah, it is the most important position. But, I mean, Jordan Love is unproven as well, obviously. I'm not saying Jordan Love is better than Desmond Ritter. I'm. Or you can already yeah, tell. Three passing touchdowns. I love Bijan, and I think the two-headed monster of Bijan and uh, Tyler Algier. I think it's going to be twenty-three twenty Atlanta. Same ballpark. Same ballpark. Twenty-three twenty Atlanta. Next, yep. we have the Bears at the Bucks. Yes. The Bucks are two and a half point favorite. Yep. Not really sure why it's even at two and a half. I could see that one being one and a half. Uh, this is one of the games I really have no feel for. The Bucks, in theory, could be better. Baker Mayfield is a competent quarterback. He's a professional quarterback, and they have weapons. Their mm-hmm. defense isn't yep. the greatest, isn't the worst. Um, in theory, they should be able to handle 
a team like the Bears, excuse me, as I said, who is very one dimensional. They love to just run the ball. They don't really trust Fields with the ball. All that yeah. being said, I'm not really sure how good the Bucks actually are. Like, I just kind of need to see it. Uh, I picked the Bears this week mm-hmm. really just because they need a win. Like, they got to get their win somewhere. I have no feel for this game. I actually have the Bears. I don't know why I picked them big. I have them 25 to 16. Uh, not confident in that. This is kind of a show-me game for especially the Bucks, But I have the Bears winning. I could see Justin Fields having one of those explosive days where he's running all over him, hits someone deep, da-da-da. But we'll see. And if the Bucks do win this, it makes the NFC South a little bit more interesting, at least early on. Yeah, so I actually do have the Bucks in this game. Um, there, I think, as you said, Baker's a competent quarterback. Obviously, former number one overall pick did get the Bear, uh, Browns rather to a playoff win against the Steelers. Played well down the stretch. I think it was like twenty touchdowns or three picks in ten games, eleven games, or whatnot. So he he has had stretches of great play, good to great play. He played even decent last year. The defense still can get after you. The secondary is obviously where you would be scared, but. If there's going to be one of the few quarterbacks in the league that's not going to take full advantage of it, it would be Justin Fields. He hasn't really proven yet to be able to stretch the ball down the field. And the Bucks have one of, have had one of the best run defense over the last five, six years in the league. So I'm going to take the Bucks 21-18. It's nothing I would ever bet because it's not like I'm confident in it. But I do think, looking at it, I do think the Bucks can start off 2-0, and give people in Tampa and at my work, at my old – uh, place of uh, work, real hyped, and then it probably just goes downhill from there. Never know in the NFC South. Never know. Uh, you never know. Next game we have never is know. Seahawks at Lions. The Lions are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. This is another game, Keenan, where I have no feel for this game, given how the Seahawks lost. They got, you know, ran over by the Rams. Rams just took complete control of that game in the second half. Yeah. Uh, and then the Lions... One, but did they really beat the Chiefs? You know, was that more of a the Chiefs lost or the Lions won? I think the Chiefs lost that game more than the Lions won that game. Uh, I have this game just being a shootout. Mm-hmm. I picked the Seahawks 28-27. No real conviction either way. Uh, again, this is another show-me game. If the Seahawks are at all as competitive as we think, they should at least come out and go nose-to-nose with the Lions a little bit. Uh, I know the Lions are the preseason darlings. Again, this is one that... If they are that team, you want them to beat uh, what was a competitive Seahawks team last year. You know, we don't really know what their forecast is now after last week. Never know. You never want to overreact to week one. But for right now, I at least have a shootout. This could, in theory, be two of the best offenses in the league. So I got a 28-27 Hawks. What do you got? I got 33-26 to Detroit. I do think it's going to be a shootout as well. They are... Detroit's at home, and they've always played better at home. Maybe the home turf, the controlled elements, whatever it is, they play better at home. Their offense is phenomenal at home. I think that's going to continue. I could see Gibbs having a big game, Amon Ra having a big game. I think he's going to have a big season. I got the Lions 33-26, and my Super Bowl representative starts off 0-2, which I was not expecting him 1-1, but, you know, <laughs> I was not expecting that Rams game. But, you know, 
it happens. People have been 0 2 before and made the Super Bowl. So, absolutely. I'm not going to bounce Especially off. Especially in the 18 week season, for sure. Uh, yeah. Next, we got the Bills. Sorry, the Raiders at the Bills. Bills are an yep. eight and a half point favorite. I think that's entirely too high, especially after last week. Uh, I actually have the Bills winning 23 to 17. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, I think it's going to continue to be a rocky start for the Bills. I think I just don't see them being as explosive right now. Maybe not until week six, week seven. Do we really start seeing explosion out of them? But I do think they're talented enough to handle the Raiders. Now, the Raiders look really good against the Broncos last week uh, as far as managing the game, as far as, you know, having control of a divisional game. You know, I thought they did answer some questions early. Jimmy G looked a little better than I anticipated. Yep. Uh, so I see them hanging around in this game. I see more, I don't know about Josh Allen mistakes, but I could see just some mistakes in general. Uh, Josh McDaniels, obviously very familiar with the Bills in the AFC East, given his Patriots past. So yep. I could see this being a competitive game. So. Raiders ultimately cover in my prediction, but yeah, 23, 17 Buffalo. I've got it 24 to 16 Buffalo in this game is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be, I don't see the Raiders winning in any way. Personally, I'd be very shocked if they did, especially with the bills coming off of a loss. I either see a very ugly close game or a bills route because it seems to like over the last few years when the bills get rolling, they just seem to put it on teams and it becomes a route. So I could see that would be the only two options. I would say if the Raiders won, I'm shocked personally. And I know I probably shouldn't be, but I'm shocked. So, but I do, I think it's going to be an uglier game. 24, 16. I wouldn't be shocked just because I don't think the Raiders are a terrible team. Now, if this is week, I don't think they're. Terrible, if this is week but, nine, I'd probably say the Bills in a route. But I mean, you know, we've seen, especially early on in the season, this type of matchup kind of trap people, which is why I have it, especially with the talent that they have that's healthy right now. Now, if one of those guys is banged up, like yeah. Josh Jacobs is banged up, one of the receivers is banged up, which they might be without Jacoby Myers this game, but everyone in tow, I could see them going toe to toe for the Bills with the Bills for a little bit. Bills pulling away late late touchdown, something like that. But that's my reasoning for it. But, yeah, if this is a week nine, week ten game, I think I would lean towards the Bills covering more so than I would what it is right now. Yeah. But absolutely. Sorry, let me see what we got for the yeah. next game. Okay, we got Chargers at the Titans. Chargers favored by three. Weird time zone thing here. Tennessee's technically a central time zone. So this is going to be a 9 a.m. Yeah what's akin to a 9 a.m. game for the Chargers. Chargers are favored by three. Tannehill did not look great at all. Uh, I actually, this is one of the three games. I told you the other two. This is one of the three games where I'm palms up. You could tell me any outcome of this game, and I'd believe it. I ultimately ended up with mm -hmm. Chargers by six, 27 to 21. Uh, I do think the Titans are going to make it tough on them. Chargers usually just tend to start off slow when they got to go to these East Coast games. Uh, it's very yeah. weird. Chargers are an extremely weird team. I thought they would at least start off 1-0. That's why I picked them last week. I uh, would not be surprised to see them start off 0-2. But I know it's not quarterback versus quarterback, but if you look how old Ryan Tannehill did last week, he did complete some throws, I know, but when you look as old as he did and you know, you're know you facing Justin Herbert, they should at least be able to pull out 
some sort of victory here. So I got him 27, 21. If not, that seat's got to be getting hot for Brandon Staley. I don't care if it's just 0 2. It's got to be getting hot for Brandon Staley, even after a shootout for Miami. Okay, coin flip game, whatever. But you can't go 0 2 to Tennessee, especially if the Broncos pick up a win, especially if who knows? I mean, the Raiders already have sole possession. Chiefs at Jags. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen with that division, especially early on. Uh, but man, you can't start off. This is a win you got to have, even if it is a weird time zone thing, even if it is Tennessee, who's just never a team you want to face, but you got to come away with a win if you're that team, if you're the Chargers. If, as you say, and you'll say throughout the entire year, if you are what we think you are, you win this game. Mm-hmm. If you think the Chargers are going to win the division, this is a must-have. They're playing. I understand the Titans are going to keep it close. I have this game twenty-six to eighteen, so I think it's I think it's going to be a closer game. But I think the Chargers will pull away a little bit at the end, so they'd cover. But Titans are going to play you close. Ryan Tannehill might throw you throw him out of the game. Rabel's going to coach him into the game. The Chiefs are playing the Jags. That's no gimme. There's a world easily where the Jags win that game. Obviously, the Chiefs go in it too. We'll get to that in a moment. But there's a world where the Jags win that game and the Chiefs start 0-2. Uh, when the Raiders losing, I think we have both of the Raiders losing to the Bills. That makes them 1-1. and And then we have the Broncos, who already lost last week. So at best, they can be 1-1. If you're a game ahead of the Chiefs already without even having to play them yet, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be 0-2 if the Chiefs are 0-2 or if the Chiefs get ahead of you. You win this game and you put yourself in a much better position. You have to be, you're going to be as good as what we would presume to be the best team in the division. So I got them 26, 18 over the Titans in a close, but game that they should pull out in the end. If Herbert and Staley are good. They should pull this one out. Next in an AFC <clears throat> divisional round battle. If you want to call it that we got the uh, Colts at the Texans. Texans are favored by a point and a half. I think this is going to be, a very ugly, low-scoring game. Uh, two rookie QBs, clearly. Uh, I've got the Texans covering, winning 17-15. to 15. Nothing, Nothing else. else? That's it? <laughs> That's it. Two rookie, two rookie the, QBs. <laughs> I like the Texans roster a little bit more than the Colts. Uh you know, I mean, Anthony Richardson's going to be able to move the ball himself, whether it's on the run. He'll be able to complete passes here and there. But that Texas defense is pretty good. Uh, that's ultimately where I have it, have it ending. So, yeah, 17, 15 Texans. I just thought there was more to it. I, not a ton. I was like, I was writing down not a score. And then not I was a ton like, of Texans Colts analysis <laughs> over here, my friend. Oh, man. Well, me, on the other hand. I don't have much either, but I do have the Texans 21-20 as I've, I've always had, I've had a fond soft spot for this defense per se. I just think this defense is pretty good in Houston underrated. I think they have a lot of young pieces that can play can fly around. Uh, Anthony Richardson did look good week one. He looked the best out of all the rookie QBs. CJ Stroud didn't look bad, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see rookie V rookie who comes out on top. I do think that the Texans end up getting it by one. Next, this is one of my favorite, one of my two favorite games of the weekend it is the Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals are favored by three. Uh, Ravens will likely be without both of their starting tackles this game. 
We saw the Bengals perform last week against the Browns. We know the Bengals are slow starters. All that being said, I don't think it matters with these two. You could throw any combination of players, and I think it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, I mean, we saw the playoffs yeah. last year without Lamar, how well the Ravens held on to that game. They had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. It was ugly. They made the mm-hmm. Bengals earn every bit of it. So part of me wants to lean towards the Bengals, right, with the tackles being out for the Ravens. But early on, just given yeah. how they start slow, just given how, like I said, any combination of players, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I just got the Ravens by 10 in this game, 27 to 17. Sports media is going to be in a frenzy if that happens. <laughs> the Bengals aren't good this year. They're not going to be able to do it. Can they do it? And then people are going to be like, well, they started 0-2 last year, and look what happened. But anyways, I don't think they're starting 0-2. I think this is going to be a 30-24 to game. I've got the Bengals winning it. I do... I think the not. I don't think it's going to be like that in the same kind of output, but I think it's going to be more of two years ago when... Joe Burrow was able to get a lot of good things against the Baltimore Ravens D. I mean, at that point, they were very injured when he threw for almost a thousand yards on them in two games. But I think him and Jamar Chase are going to get going. And I think that this is going to be definitely the game to keep your eye on all week, weekend. It's going to be one of those ones. And I got the Bengals. I am going to make a, but 30, 30. I'm going to make a slight change. I had it written down 27 to 17. I'm going to go 27 to 21, though. I yeah. still got the Ravens getting 27. Still got the Ravens winning. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a two-score game. That was my Fair rough enough. draft. So I changed on the fly on you. <laughs> I, had to, I was going to say, I had to get a little edit in there. Yeah, I understand. And then, um, go Also, ahead. Go ahead. hold on just a second. What was your what was your Chargers score? What, I had that 27 to 21 score? as well. Chargers. 27 to 21. For some reason, I just didn't write it down. I don't know why. So. Next, we have the Chiefs going to Jacksonville as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So we got the Jacksonville Jaguars as home underdogs, who typically home underdogs perform well early on in the season. Uh, I'm actually, excuse me, we got Chris Jones coming back for the Chiefs. We've got Kelsey likely coming back yep. for the Chiefs. Yeah. Still don't like what I see out of the receiving core for the Chiefs, like regardless if Kelsey's back or not. And I think they're going to, yeah. I think the Chiefs, like the Bengals, like the Patriots of the past, take a preseason approach to it, like kind of feel it out. I see this game being competitive, but I do ultimately have the Jaguars winning this game 27 to 24. Uh, Chiefs starting 0 2, Bengals starting 0 2. I think the Chiefs eventually turn it around, but I think this will be another feel out game, and you can't really feel out against the Jags. Now, you can throw against the Jags. That's one thing. I think the offense will look a little bit better. But I still think there will be moments of discombobulation. Uh, we saw you were able to get to Mahomes last week, the Lions were, which the Jaguars will definitely be able mm-hmm. to do that. So I could see the Chiefs playing from behind a little bit this game, being a, being down by two scores at some point. Mahomes pulling out a little Mahomes magic to get it close. Uh, but ultimately, I see the Jags pulling it out, starting off 2-0, and and everybody jumping on that Jags bandwagon moving forward. Jumping on the Jags bandwagon, back wagon. I wish I could speak. And back the Chiefs wagon. are now f- back wagon, <laughs> and the Chiefs are now not good. Um, I actually got Jacksonville twenty-eight to twenty-four. Um, Mahomes is now going to be like the fourth best quarterback in the league into the media after this game, even though he's going to play fine. I think this is going to be a game that's going to show two of the 
obviously brightest young quarterbacks in the league. Mahomes clearly been in the league for a little bit, but Trevor Lawrence is up and coming year three. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of who has the ball last kind of thing. And Trevor's going to make some plays down the stretch and going to get the W for the Jags, but in a fun game, I do have the chiefs starting. Oh, and two. Originally I had the chiefs 27, 24, then I flipped it. So you got another flip there too. Mm. Uh, next, we got the Niners yeah. going to L.A. to face the Rams. The Niners are seven-point favorite. I have the Niners winning. Let me see what I got here. Where are they at? My scores are all over. I have the Niners winning 28-20 to 20 at L.A. Uh, look, I'll say it again. I did not expect the Niners to look that sharp against a good Steelers defense. Against a pretty good Steelers team, I think a lot of us thought. Uh, this Rams team looked better yep. than expected. Granted, they do own the Seahawks, but I didn't think they were going to own them in that fashion. Uh, but I don't see, speaking of owning, Shanahan owns Sean McVay, and I see that continuing. The Niners just look like a team on a mission. Even after week one, I don't see any of that discontinuing this week. Uh, even if the Rams make it tough on them early, divisional game, we know anything can happen in a divisional game. And I see them hanging around a little bit, but I got the Niners by eight, so... I do think the 49ers are on a mission um, for a little exam thing I had to do for something uh, the other day. I actually had to write about uh, the 49ers and Nick Bosa's contract. All he said was, shall we on his Instagram post? And that just let them know what kind of time the 49ers are on, I guess, going into the season should have paid attention more to the two words he posted after his contract extension. But I've got the Niners 28 to 17. Yeah, as you said, Shanahan owns McVay. They there's nothing really better about in any aspect about the Rams and the 49ers. So if they if the Rams start two and zero against the Seahawks and 49ers, I might need to change my reevaluation of the Rams and or McVay. And maybe he's just the best coach I've seen for sure. But and St- Staff- yeah. <laughs> Stafford's playing like he's got something to prove too. Like Stafford looked great. Last oh week, yeah, so for I think sure. He's gonna you know provide some problems for the Niners at some point as long as you know they can protect Stafford now if they can't protect Stafford this could be a fucking route this could absolutely be a route and look similar to last week I just don't foresee that at least on the first half I see this being at least a competitive first half I only have the Niners winning by eight but I see a world this could be 14 16 point game absolutely I have an 11 and there's no doubt in my mind it could be more no doubt in my mind it could be. Moving on to the Giants going to Arizona. The Giants are a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against this terrible Cardinals team. Uh, the Giants better win this game. Otherwise, it's just going to be bleak all over <laughs> New York. Uh, I would hope the Giants win this game. I actually have them winning 22-12 to 12 against the Cardinals. Uh, they should just simply be able to run the ball down their throats, control the game, do what they did last year, beat the lesser teams, I don't think the Giants clearly can beat really any elite teams, but I do think the teams like the Cardinals or the teams that are middle of the pack or the teams that are just slightly better than them, they can either compete with or beat. Uh, they should be they should yeah. be going into week three, one and one after this. G-men all day. I got them. Should be anyway. I mean, it's Josh Jacob and the Cardinals. Josh Jacob's got like two if- career touchdowns, so they should win this game. We didn't even discuss scores before because we never do, but I have the Giants 22 to 14. Mm. All I've got to say about the New York Giants, if you lose this game, 
you've got to evaluate every player on the <laughs> roster. Now I I don't and that might sound a, like a lot. I don't care. This Cardinals team doesn't want to win games. They're not good. They're not they're good at all. You have you they <laughs> so they're what? one and all. Wait, they they lost. Lost to the oh, Commanders right, last week, up. I believe, right? Yeah, they lost they lost to Commanders oh, that's right, because they, they couldn't up, put up points. That's right. I got them confused with the Bucks. You, you know what happened? You know what was well cool? Know, honestly. They might as well be one to know. When I'm listening to announce color commentators and announcers saying that Joshua Dobbs doesn't even know every person's name on his wide oh. receiving court yet. There if you're a team who was just in the playoffs and made it to the divisional last year, you cannot lose to this team. That's it. That, that there's no more to be said. 22 to 14 you better win this game. I don't care if it's by like a field goal at the end. Just win. Speaking of Josh Dobbs and questionable quarterbacks, we are moving on to New York Jets great. New York Jets led Zach Wilson versus the Dallas Cowboys at Dallas, at Jerry World, at AT&T Stadium. Dallas is now a nine and a half point favorite. I feel like last time I looked, it was six and a half. Nine and a half might be a little steep. I, it was four and a half when I looked, I and mean, that was during the that was during the huh. game though when I was looking, and then Aaron yeah, Rodgers got huh. injured. Then huh. look, I could see this being low scoring given the two defenses that are playing, and I think it will be low scoring. Uh, I don't, I don't see the Jets doing much unless it's Brees Hall. I actually have the Jets losing thirty-one to ten. I said low scoring, but it's really Jets. But yeah, I got. I'll, you know what? Let me change that. Cause I, again, these are a lot of these are my rough drafts. I'm gonna go 24 to 10 Dallas. Going 24 to 10. All right. Actually, no, 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 no. I've no. got. We're keeping it 31 to 10. Keep it 31 to 10. So Dallas is gonna start winning 71 to 10. Some of those New points. York. Some of those <laughs> points are gonna be off the defense. I see at least one pick six coming from Zachariah Wilson. All right, so I actually have this game 24 to 17 Dallas. Dallas is a team that seems to play up to their competition and then down to their competition. So, division games are a little different. The Giants are a weird thing. So, I could see them going in. They might be a different Dallas Cowboys team and want to make a statement and try to prove it this year. But I also think the Jets' defense is better than the Dallas offense. So, I think that they're going to be able to give them problems all over sauce can guard CD. You're going to have a people who can get home. It's going to be tough on the Dallas Cowboys, which is why I don't think this game is going to be a route. It could be because you have Zach Wilson who could spot you 14. Like they could be spotted 14, nothing again. And then they don't have to do much, but if there's, I got 24 to 17 out of respect for the defense of in New if York, they're spotted. If it's 14, zero Cowboys and they can just say, we're rushing four by Zach Wilson. This could be 55 to nothing. It could be just another Giants type game. Uh, which yeah, is why I had no, it 31 that, there's, there's a world where that like, happens. Like if, you're convincing me, Keenan. You're convincing me to go, you're convincing me to go back to my 24 10 because, again, this Jets defense is every bit as good as advertised. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's one of the best defenses in the yeah. league, right? So <laughs> yeah. they should, in theory, be able to hold 
Dak Prescott yeah. down a little bit like they did Josh Allen, maybe force a turnover here and there. Granted, Dallas's offense is explosive, but I have no yeah. faith that offense can move the ball at all. And if they can just say, hey, Micah, go get him. Zach Wilson's not going to have any feel for it. He might break his back this game. And then, you know, then who do we have a quarterback? Brees Hall. <laughs> I could see it happening. I could see this being the end of Zach Wilson's career. If, I mean, it really could. It just could happen. Oh, man. I hope Zach Wilson's family doesn't. Actually, I hope they do see this and they just hate the Like, I mean, we've witnessed Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold famously, I think, played the Cam Newton-led Pats. I think it was Cam Newton that year. The year he saw ghosts. Remember that game? And even then, <laughs> even then, Keenan, I would take like Sam Darnold over I, Zach Wilson I think that any was, day. Zach Wilson sees I Zach Wilson sees ghosts at practice, let alone a Belichick led defense. Zach Wilson sees ghosts at practice. This Dallas defense is gonna be far too much for him. Far too much for him. Oh my god. I think it was the last year of Tom. And so I think I think it was twenty. I think it was the last year, Tom. Could I could be. be wrong, or the first year, Cam. But either I think, way, I think all you're right. I, I think there was fans in the building. ESPN. I think it was a yeah. I think it was the last year, Tom. ESPN did them did him so <laughs> right. Like they didn't have to dirty. put that audio. You out. can't. You can't put that. He's like, I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> what? I mean, if I'm Sam Darnold, I'm so upset with ESPN at that point. Like, what are you doing? I remember because we made we made food for that game. We're like, okay, Jets, Patriots, it's gonna probably be a good one. Hopefully, we blow them out. And then they scored like twenty one. It was just like a route. And then Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. <laughs> like, okay, oh man, you're not you're not ready to play NFL QB. <sighs> the Jets, <laughs> the Jets. That was hilarious. Yeah, Mark Sanchez seeing ghosts. You have Sam Darnold really admitting to seeing ghosts. And then you see have Zach Wilson, who it might as well be. Like eleven on thirty-two every playing time he takes. <laughs> like every time he takes the Gasper. field, it might as well be eleven <laughs> versus thirty-two. It feels that way when you're facing the Cowboys defense; they're so damn fast all over the field. But for Zach Wilson, it's really he's gonna be like, "Wow, there's thirty-two of them out there." No, Zach, it's eleven on eleven. Uh, next, we got the Commanders <laughs> at the Broncos. No, no Zachary. The Broncos are getting three and a hook, favorite at home. Uh, I have the Broncos winning twenty-three to fourteen. I think they're the better team. Uh, I think it's going to be another ugly game, even though it is Broncos at home, even though offense is Sean Payton's forte. We saw him very much go ball control last week. A lot of play action for us. I think it's more of the same. I think they get off the 0-1 tonight, though, and go one-on-one, one-and-one, going on to week three. 23-14? Excuse me. You confident they can get 23? Broncos? Yeah. Yeah. Sean Payton. I got him 17 to 14. I should put him 16 to your, 14, but I got him 17 to 14. Can they get to 17 till proven otherwise? I mean, look, it's not yeah, Nat Hackett yeah, back yeah. there. We got Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Listen, no, you're right. No, you're right. 16 to 14. You're right. They're, they're going to win this game. They're, like, they're going to win. Should. But should win. I, listen, I, I thought they were going to get past that last week, but they can't get past 16. They've gotten past 16 like a couple times. That's the magic line. Can you get to 17? So 16, 14 until proven otherwise. Like, I'm going to stay with it because I thought I thought Sean Payton was going to change it last week. Nope, didn't happen against the Raiders. So, okay. <laughs> well, wait. This front, this commander's front's pretty nice. 
Their defense is pretty yeah. solid. So, I mean, I could see Russ just dinking and dunking his way to 16 points, but the Bronco defense is good too. So I definitely think that they can win this game, and I think they should win this game. But, yep, 16. Got you. And then next, <laughs> the Sunday night cat. To me, the game of the weekend, I will be watching very closely Ravens versus Bengals. But to me, this is going to be the most well-played game of the weekend. I cannot wait. Pats at home, three-point underdog to the Dolphins. Cannot wait. It's going to be a great one. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I think the Pats pull it out 27-25 to 25 versus Miami versus Tua, who is 3-0 versus Belichick. I think we get our first win versus Tua. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I, I, I love Belichick versus these type of teams where you just don't know what can he scheme up. I think Tyree gets away for one, but I do think we win. I think we got one versus Tua. Again, at home, night game. I love the setup. I see Tua 300, two touchdowns and a pick. I think Tua has a good game. I think Tyreek probably has 100 yards and maybe on like four catches, as you said, gets away with one. I think Jalen Waddle would be the one to have the better game out of the two, but Tyreek's obviously great enough to be the guy to do to be able to do that. But I do have New England 25 to 22. Oh, even more. I low think it's going to be a good game. Would I be shocked if if I did? Would this, yeah, I I don't think they can win a high scoring game with the Dolphins. If they're gonna win, they have to hold them under like twenty seven. I don't I don't see I mean not that it couldn't happen, anything can happen in the NFL. I don't see a scenario where they win a game that gets above twenty seven. I think Mac plays well. I think we start to I hope we start to see Mac maturing into from McCorkle into Mac. Because I hope he's he hope he can just ditch the McCorkle thing. So I'm confident. I actually really like this match, especially because it's at home. You said you, ho- especially you, said you hope he can diss the McCorkle thing. Does he Does he request to go by McCorkle? No, I'm just saying, like, when Mac is bad, you go by mm-hmm. McCorkle because it just sounds worse. Like, <sighs> McCorkle, what are you doing? But, like, like if you can just like get Wardell him out of Cur- having to Wardell say Wardell McCorkle. Curry when he plays bad. Yeah, like when when Steph's bad, you're like Wardell, or like when Trevor Lawrence, when Trevor Lawrence is bad, you just say Bill Lawrence or William Lawrence. You're like, is that his first name? Come on, William. <laughs> William oh, Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> or Rain for Dak. Dakota, Dakota Rain, Rain Prescott. <laughs> Dakota Rain. <sighs> Come on, Rain. But yeah, so just gonna hope we're gonna just completely make McCorkle only Mac. So you say there's the no Mac. world. Not there's return. no world where the Pats could beat him over 25. What if it's 25, 20, 27, what if it's 25, 27, Miami's got 27 and the Pats are driving. They got out on the 40 and there's a minute and a half left. Do you think they could get into field goal range to make it? 28? Well, I think, I think you'd be more. So what I mean, when I say there's no world of it, I don't mean like you could, never could possibly. I don't. Yes. That's what I mean. Like your goal is to hold them under 20, seven because that means that the game is tight anything over 27 that means you're going back and forth and we don't have the same weapons and we don't have the same firepower on offense that the dolphins do but the thing about it if you did if they were able to get in a shootout if you had to say one defense needs to get me a stop clearly it's new england's defense who's going to get me a stop but if you said one team has to get you a score 
Miami's the team you'd be like, yeah, they can get you. They can get you seven. So that that's more so what I mean. You don't want to get in a shootout with the Dolphins. To beat the Dolphins, you want to get them in a like a more ground and pound time ball control game because that's where Tyreek Hill's not going to shine as much. Look, I'll say this. Uh, I know it's only one game, and I know we already talked about the Patriots of last week, but I can't emphasize enough how comfortable, how much more comfortable Mac Jones looked in this offense, how comfortable he looked throwing on the Eagles. Or the coordinator? Especially in a no huddle. His command of the no huddle, which he did great at his rookie season, like he was clearly more comfortable in a no huddle setting, but against a Super Bowl participant, in the Eagles against, again, a team I think is the most complete team in the NFL for him to just look not just competent, but completely in control of that offense and in command and be able to throw 20 yards downfield. And again, like you said, an offensive coordinator who's actually got good play calling. This roster is not much different than last year. And this was kind of my case last year with uh, Matt Patricia was that just sounds fucking ridiculous to say, but my whole thing was always, yeah, maybe we do need a number one receiver, but I think there's enough weapons to spread the ball around. And uh, I continue to think that way. Even though there's some like Juju Smith-Schuster stuff coming out of there where people are unhappy with the amount of playtime he's getting or if he's actually healthy enough to even play. There's a lot of weird stuff coming out, but a lot of that's just Boston media drama. But I do like mm-hmm. this team. I'm very interested to see how they do against the Miami team. Uh, again, this and the... Ravens Bengals AFC North divisional matchup. Those are my two favorite matchups of the week. And uh, again, like you wouldn't be surprised to see the Pats lose. Obviously, like we said, Tua is three and zero versus the Pats. But I see them ultimately getting to one and one, and then having to face Zachary Wilson in week three. So we win this game, Keenan. We have a bye week coming, which is cool. So, <sighs> so. Last thing I want to say on your point, I've been, but I've obviously I've always wanted a number one because I just feel like that makes everything easier. You see it with a lot of quarterbacks that having a number one makes it easier. But also the first things first is having a human being at coordinator makes it easier. So we've definitely taken a step in the right direction there. Mac throws better down the seams. You can see that he's when we go down the field, it's Mac down the seam to Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry. So he that it's been when he's extended the ball, it's been the middle of the field rather than outside the numbers. But he did make that great throw outside the numbers to the rookie, but he just couldn't drag his foot. Anyways, the other thing I wanted to say was it's been forever. The Patriots and no huddle is like a cheat code. But they just never did it. Like even I would get we'd get upset because Tom wouldn't go into no huddle. Like you just beat Milk and then they'd go into no huddle, it'd be seven plays, seventy yards and a touch. And I know you can't do it every time because you got to get your time, defense time to rest. But there was just times where you're like, "Can we? We we're not rolling. Can you just push the ball down the field, please? Like, do something and push the ball down the field in this no huddle." Not offense? that anybody wants to hear us talk about the Brady Belichick era, but one reason one really reason care. why I do think <laughs> they went away from it for that time was it was actually funny enough. Bill O'Brien was your coordinator. When McDaniels was gone with the Broncos. I believe I got my timeline here yeah. correct. McDaniels might have been our OC by then, but I think it was still Bill O'Brien. Anyway, I believe it was that season. Must have been Russ's rookie season. It was. So maybe would have been 12. Okay. When yeah. that was solely their offense. Like they were playing no huddle from the beginning. So it was a constant no huddle offense, or at least a large part of it. 
And I think after they got figured out, because yeah. they didn't win the Super Bowl that year, I think after that got figured out, they kind of went to it only when they needed to. Again, nobody really wants to hear this, but that's that's my theory on why they didn't use it the rest of the 2010s, which we dominated, but whatever. Eight straight NFC, AFC championship games. Who's counting? Five Super Bowl appearances, three wins. But I mean, six Super Bowl appearances, my bad, three wins. Anyway, next, we got the Saints. I don't know why there's two Monday night games, but there is. We got the Saints going to Carolina. It's normally a week one. Normally thing. is. I don't even yeah, I don't I don't understand it at all. Like, especially this game. At least put the other game, the other Monday night game's appetizing. This one not so much. It's gonna be a pretty ugly game. I got the Saints winning. Again, they're a three point favorite on the road at Carolina. Got the Saints winning twenty three to fourteen. I do like the Saints defense. I do like how Derek Carr looks. He looks confident in his offense. His body language looks good. Uh, they obviously don't have all their weapons yet, but this Carolina team is not that great, not that talented. Could see them presenting problems on defense. That's why I got it low scoring. But Saints overall, twenty three to fourteen on Monday night. I think the three point line's perfect. I've got New Orleans uh, winning twenty one to eighteen. I, they have a better defense. They've got more offensive weapons, but I do think the Panthers can make any game close with in fear with lesser competition because they do have a good defense. And Bryce Young still getting a feel for the NFL. Last week, I think he played a pretty decent game. I know he threw two picks. And the picks, I felt like when watching him, it was more so like a speed thing, like getting used to the speed of the NFL. Like there was a couple balls where it was like, I think this guy's going to be open by then. Or, and then it was like, no, he's not. Or So it's just like obviously getting used to it, obviously being a rookie quarterback. So I think you'll take from that game. You'll see him start to progress and get better and better because I do think he's a very talented quarterback. The other Monday night game, the later Monday night game, the standard Monday night game we have is the Browns favored on the road going to Pittsburgh at the Steelers. Bitter AFC North rival. Uh, Browns are favored by two and a half. Actually have the Steelers covering but losing. 24 to 22 Browns. Uh, Steelers got to prove it to me after last week. I'm so disappointed in them. Uh, It was disgusting to watch. Pickett was disgusting to watch. I think he bounces back a little bit versus the Browns. Browns got a little more talent. Uh, Deshaun still does not look great. He's still underthrowing a lot of balls. Like that arm strength does not seem to be there or does not seem to be confident in his arm. But overall, yeah. I do think the Browns pull away with this one. It's a show me game for the Steelers. 24 22. I think it's an ugly game overall. Good old AFC North. So I have this game 23 to 20, but I have Pittsburgh winning. I do. I still have faith in this team. I think last week was just them not being prepared to play, which is on Mike Tomlin, obviously, but it's also on that roster too. You've got to, I understand you say that's on coaching, but at the same time, every player is an individual player. They've got to be ready to play too. So entire effort, just a letdown from week one. I do think they bounce back. They definitely can lose this game, but I think they do bounce back and they uh, beat the Browns. Definitely could. I mean, the Steelers thrive as an underdog, and they will be a home underdog. Uh, but it's a proven yep. game for me. Typically, because I mean, last week they're home underdog. We saw what happened there. You almost convinced me to go <sighs> Steelers, but I'm not. They're on my shit list after what? Man, I'm a really convincing guy, I guess. <laughs> can be. Can I'm a be. really convincing guy. Man, we don't have we have a lot of different picks this week, but we don't have anything like egregious. So, but we have this week should be 
a good one. We've got one, two, three, four, five. We have five that are different. So our records definitely will be different this week. So we'll see. I'm up ten to six. Put a hundred put a hundred thousand on it. <laughs> <laughs> we put a hundred dollars on the bet going in and we'll obviously have season bets, but any last words for the uh, NFL week two? Anything you're looking for? Any big things you're ready for, eager for? I mean, I kind of alluded to it. I'm really looking at that Bengals-Ravens matchup. I mean, it's not going to be – I think they play the very last week of the season, right? So we get them at the beginning and right at the end. So it's yeah. obviously going to be extremely different. And you know what? Matter of fact, is the Pats last game the Dolphins? I think so. I think it so. It was the Bills last year, so I doubt it's the Bills again. So it's either – it's either one of the Jets or the Dolphins, and I don't think it's the Jets. Uh, so I'm, those are the two games I'm really keying in on. Uh, and honestly, Browns, yep. Steelers, all those division matchups early are very intriguing to me. Uh, just how just how they're going to navigate through the game. More so the Pats and Dolphins, just given how healthy both teams are. Like I think that's going to be an immediate playoff game. I think it's going to have a playoff game atmosphere. Uh, I, like, I just think that game is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, then as far as the Ravens go, just how they navigate against the Bengals with these injuries, how the Bengals navigate against the Browns or sorry, against the Ravens with just their rust, you know, not playing in the preseason, coming off a terrible loss to the Browns. Granted, that was inclement weather, too. We'll throw that to them. Uh, you know, just how do they navigate? What does it look like? Uh, and then, of course, yeah, Chiefs, Jags. I don't I just am very intrigued by the Chiefs. Like I kind of had them in my. NFL preview of them taking a step back. And this is the type of game that would be an inclination of it. You know, like I said, I think they're going to kind of take the first four to six weeks preseason ish, but they're still going to be out to win this game. And I just think the Jags will be a little better. You know, they just chiefs have a little distractions. Mm-hmm. They're coming off a bad loss. I think the chiefs will hit their stride in about three to five weeks. I really do. So I think, I think yep. the Jags will steal one here, which will be great. Cause that AFC South is, you know, terrible. So if they can start off two and zero. Titans lose one to the Chargers, and then, you know, the other two aren't even worth talking about. They're going to be facing each other tomorrow or Sunday as well. So you can kind of almost yeah. have them eliminate each other just by virtue on Sunday. So, yeah, if the Jags can get up 2-0, that's big for Jags fans. It's big for the franchise, yeah. especially against the Chiefs, who they yeah. lost big to both games they played them last year. One of them, Mahomes, is on one leg. So, yeah, they need a win tomorrow. Yeah, That would be they do. It, it would help their psyche too exactly. going in because you're most likely. I mean, obviously, there's scenarios where you don't, but most likely at some point to get to where you need to go, the Chiefs probably could stand in your way. Obviously, like the Ravens could beat them, the Bengals could beat them, whatnot. But usually, like a, the best team or one of the best teams over, you're going to see them at some point. So getting a win against them, even if it's a regular season win, to know, yeah, we can do this. This is how we did it last time. It's going to be a little different, but we still have a little base for it. Like, I think the Bengals beating the Chiefs in the regular season, even though it was on, like, the last drive, it was like, okay, we can beat this team. Then they did in the playoffs. And it's like, okay, we can – this team is not this otherworldly team we can't touch. So, I think it would be a big win. I don't think it's a big loss for the Chiefs, but I think it would be a big win for the Jacks. For sure. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. Um, other thing I'm looking forward to this weekend – you get a rare title fight in the UFC that's not on a pay-per-view. Valentina Shevchenko facing the now champion at women's flyweight, I believe, which is Alexa Grasso. 
uh, that along mm-hmm. with the co-main event being Kevin Holland versus Jack Melodonna, those should be two intriguing matchups, two great matchups, really, uh, for free this weekend. So check that out. Coming off UFC 20, 293, Ooh. Israel Adesanya gets dominated by Sean Strickland. And Keenan, if I could put this in basketball terms for you, what that loss was like for Adesanya. I've tried to come up with one better, but really the only one I could come up with is this fake hypothetical, which would be if Dennis Rodman, we just put him in 2023 right now, whatever version of Dennis Rodman yeah. you want, and he faces the fuck do you want? <laughs> Sorry, we got a weirdo crawling back here. <laughs> so it would be if Dennis Rodman guarded Steph Curry all game, but also outshot him from three-point land. That's the only kind of analogy I have for you if it was Adesanya losing to Sean Strickland. That's how bizarre that was. And Strickland is fighting basically like Floyd Mayweather out of the Philly shell against a kickboxer and defended yep. everything Adesanya was throwing at him. It was bizarre. That wasn't fucking... Anyway, can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... That is... um, That was shocking when I saw it. I was like... What is he yeah. lost? That's a thing. Like, and I was like, who is this Strickland guy? Because obviously, I don't keep up with the UFC all that much. So, like, I know big names, but I was like, there are certain like bigger names that I don't know. Like in NBA terms, I would know Steph, LeBron, but I might not know a car like Carl Anthony Towns or some some other bigger name that are like, oh, well, he doesn't really get too much publicity, but he's really good. But anyways, I use Carl Anthony Towns. You think he revolutionized the game because he's bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> but start on in your since you t- you touched on UFC, that means I battle get to rap. touch on my battle rap corner. Of course, you got to touch on the battle rap. Battle rap has been in a frenzy over the last month. It has been maybe the best month of battle rap I've enjoyed since I've started watching battle rap. Loaded Lux and Hitman Hall have been going back and forth on spaces and other things. A verb versus a word was a grudge match of all grudge matches that it. Grudge match in a sense, Kyle, it would have been like the Red Sox versus the wow, Yankees in like 04. That. So they like hate that each other. Ki- that kind of grudge. They gained respect for each other after the battle, but like Averb every single day for like 60 straight days was on Twitter just saying like how much like A Ward so like he was just saying anything possible for like 60 straight days. Their face off, they got like face to face and almost like threw hands mm. there. And then Awards, a Christian rapper who like he's like a Christian rapper, but he's also he's a very very good battle rapper. I say Christian rapper, and people think he's like some soft guy. He's I love God and God is great. Like no, he's just basically like one and owning his faith. He swore, and like the his like the way he put it together just showed like how angry he was with Averb, and it was literally it shook the entire it shook Twitter. If you saw it all Glock 40 trending on Twitter like last week, that was what it was from. Because it, it was trending. But if you ever last saw Saturday? the Glock 40 trend, it would have been or two maybe two Saturdays ago. I think it was two Saturdays ago. If you saw Glock 40 trending at any point or anyone watching or listening saw Glock 40 trending, it was from that battle. I don't think I did. So... Yeah, but there was that a couple weeks ago. There was a few weeks ago. There was Summer Madness. Tay Rock and Av was great. Rum Nitty and Ace. This weekend you've got Geechee Gotti versus Easy the Block Captain. 
like battle rap has been in this frenzy for the last few weeks and it's been the greatest time of my life also jazz rapper versus rum nitty the wody versus cody woman of the year and champion of the year for like basically the women mvp male mvp of battle rap last year so all of it together has been has been great you know battle rap was in like a lull for the last couple months before and people were just it was kind of like an almost annoying Hmm. time but now it's just there's so much content so much great things going on right now so yeah ufc is incredibly chaotic right now which is i usually love the chaos but i was very much looking forward to an adesanya kamzat chamayev matchup which would have been like jesus I don't even know. Maybe, maybe like kind of like Eagles Niners, honestly. Except I'm trying to think of more of a power mm-hmm. versus finesse matchup, and both those teams kind of have power to them. So maybe even like a, I don't know. Eagles maybe Chiefs. even like the Lakers versus Warriors last year because the the Lakers were kind of more powerful. Yeah. But even even at a higher clip, and we still might get that matchup. That's still something. Ooh, Green Green Bay 49ers a couple of years back. Maybe. Where Green Bay where 49ers are just like a really finesse team. I was 49ers are a real power team, and then Green Bay was really finesse, obviously with Aaron Rodgers and the way they did that. Maybe. It's chaotic. Just they just thinking of it's just- chaotic over there. Um, especially in the middleweight division, having the championship change over three times, excuse me, in less than a year. Um I truly hope yeah. Adesanya takes a break, even though he's a great fighter, obviously possibly the most exciting fighter on the roster, but I hope he takes a long break and lets the middleweight division kind of shake out because eventually Chimaev is going to be champion, whether it's that middleweight or welterweight or both. I could see him even be a three division champ, which is insane to say, but Chimaev's an animal and he's got a big fight coming up next month. Yeah. But this weekend, the uh, Mexican Independence Day card, Valentina Shevchenko, Alexa Grasso, as well as Kevin Holland, Jack Melodonna. I would say more fights, but they're, I don't fucking remember the rest of them, to be honest with you. But those two fights, those are the main ones on the card. But there's a lot of fights, and I'll unfortunately miss some, most likely. But I'll for sure catch the main five. But, yeah. Yeah. If you plan on watching some fights, those are some good ones on ESPN. Give it a look. Uh, I got a ton of NBA thoughts that I want to get out of here at some point. It's not going to be tonight because we got like five minutes until game time. So, But I'm seeing way too much propaganda on (laughs) On my timelines, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, I want to throw up. Like, I'm just enjoying NFL season right now. No, I am too. And the NBA season, NBA loves to have its drama. There's nothing like NFL loves its chaos, and the NBA loves its drama. Like the NFL loves to just be chaotic in some way, shape, or form. It can be, it can even be like a drama style chaos, but it's just like chaos Mm -hmm. and then the nba loves to just have its drama led by the diva of the world lebron james and it's he's great lebron's great don't get me wrong i'm not trying to make it sound but he is a diva and that is okay he's allowed to be but he is and that makes his fans as kyle likes to call the bronze sexuals so they are can be a little crazy that's all but lebron lebron's great don't want to make it sound like i hate lebron he helped deliver me two championships so thank you lebron me personally not just the heat but me personally two championships listen we will be back next week to review week two preview week three maybe some nba talk who knows yep. what we'll be talking next week 
we don't even know. Uh, but we will for Maybe. sure be reviewing week two and previewing week three. Cannot wait for the slate of games. Obviously starting tonight with Vikings Eagles. Follow, like, subscribe, Warner Brothers Podcast, Warner Brothers YouTube, Podcast. Instagram, TikTok, everything. I'm sure we're on more that I've forgotten about. We have a Twitter that's not the most active, but maybe one day we'll get that up and running again. But the, the main three, you, yeah, right? Probably haven't posted since like 21, active. but YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> those are the main three. TikTok. We're even Facebook, on Facebook, if you're too. you're on that boomer ass app. We're even doing things on Facebook. <laughs> oh man well, for support thanks for the support thanks for the love and we're out <laughs>